What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 12 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm here today joined by five-time New York State champ, national champ for Cornell Big Red, and the head coach at University of Northern Colorado, Troy Nickerson. How are things going out in Greeley, Colorado, coach? Things are going great. Weather's beautiful. Got a great day outside, so uh, things are going great right now. Thank you. Awesome. You've got your uh, first match, your home match against Fresno State tomorrow, right? Yep, we've got a quad uh, actually going on. We've got Fresno, we've got Air Force coming up, and then uh, West Virginia is coming in. You guys dueling West Virginia again as well? We are not. So we're just dueling uh, Air Force and Fresno. Okay. I was uh, just confused a little on the schedule, but uh, that's awesome that you guys are going against Air Force as well. Um, so as I ask all my guests, how did you get introduced to the sport of wrestling? Yeah, so my father actually introduced me to wrestling um, when I was about five years old. Um, you know, he was not a wrestler himself, um, just always grew up watching the sport, loved it. And, uh, you know, I guess he thought I could be pretty good at it. So he, uh, you know, just like most kids around that age, right, he showed me some moves kind of in the basement and, uh, you know, kind of entered my first uh, first tournament in the Boys and Girls Club. So um, that's kind of where it started. And then it all took off from there. So one of my things was, uh, you talked about success. Did you find success right away as you started competing? I did not, you know, I mean, I, I was, um, you know, that first year, uh, was, was definitely rough. Um, I don't think I even placed in any tournaments that first year. Um, you know, so I think it was in my second year, um, that I, uh, you know, at that point being a, you know, young kid, um, it was all about trying to win that trophy. Right. And I think that second year I finally won my first trophy, place in a tournament and um you know I slowly got better over the next couple of years um you know my father um you know was really instrumental in just trying to find the best partners and clubs and, and training situations in the area you know and um you know I grew up in Shenango Forks and um kind of the best peewee club at that time was in Johnson City um they had a great high school program and you know Pete Capone had done a nice job building that program up so um probably around seven eight years old started going over to that club and, uh, you know, really things from there just flourished and, uh, you know, just really was able to take off where I was having more success. I, you know, I wasn't a world beater by any means, but, you know, I'd probably win more tournaments than I, than I lost. Um, but, uh, it probably wasn't until, uh, you know, right around, uh, you know, 12, 13 years old till things really started to click for me. So you mentioned you uh, competed at Shenango Forks in high school where you were first five-time New York state champion. What was uh, something your coaches or mentors told you going into Syracuse for the state tournament that made you realize you could win it as an eighth grader? Um, you know, I don't know if there was anything that anybody told me specifically. I mean, it was really just that, um, you know, that inner desire in myself that, you know, I knew I could win, um, you know, and, uh, you know, my, I wrestled in seventh grade as well. Um, I was the runner up in the, in the section, um, you know, I was very undersized, but, uh, you know, I remember when I lost in the finals, of the sectional tournament, it was, uh, it, it stung, right. It really hurt. And from that moment on is when I really started, I think getting serious about the sport and really just put in a lot of solid training that summer. Um, you know, which made me take that next leap, you know, to, to being able to win a, my first state title as an eighth grader. And then from there, it was just, uh, you know, how, how much better can you get? And, uh, you know, I think I continued to improve each and every year. And, you know, fortunately I was able to, you know, walk away from high school with 
those five state championships. So looking back at the five, which uh, state title were you most proud of? Oh man. Um, I want to say, gosh, I mean, every year was just so different, you know, I mean, that first year I was, I was still very undersized, um, be some really good guys, had some tough guys on my weight class. Um, I remember, I believe it was my eighth grade year. I had, uh, you know, my first match at the state tournament was another eighth grader, uh, Gregor Gillespie, you know, who obviously went on to do great things, um, both in high school and in college. So, um, and he's doing great things today. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I had stiff competition right out of the gate. I remember that finals, that eighth grade year, um, you know, Steve Sutton was, I mean, you know, a hammer back then. And, you know, he was big for the weight class and, you know, I probably got a little lucky to, to beat him. Honestly, I, I remember being on bottom at one point and getting close to giving up some near fall. And, um, you know, I didn't fortunately, which would have probably cost me the match, but you know, that was a tough one. Um, you know, my, I believe it was my sophomore year. I was pretty dinged up that year. I had a pretty bad back injury. Um, so I was pretty proud of that one. Um, just for the fact that I was able to kind of just persevere through those injuries and, and, you know, still come out on top. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that there's one in particular that really sticks out. I mean, you know, I'm pretty proud of all of them. Uh, I've got to ask, did you ever get sick of wrestling McNaughty in the finals? No, you know, I, I didn't, you know, and it's, no. it's funny, you know, cause we've talked about it, you know, since then and whatnot. And, um, I mean, he was a very tough competitor, you know, and I, I think, uh, you know, just that, that will of his to continue to come back and wrestle me every year. I, I think we wrestled three times in the state finals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, it, it, you know, it got worse almost every time, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I give the guy a lot of credit, you know, to keep coming back and keep trying to be that guy that knocks me off. I mean, that takes some, some serious perseverance. And, uh, you know, again, I mean, he could have probably been a four timer if he was at a different weight class, um, you know, so, uh, you know, he was a tough competitor. And, you know, fortunately I was just able to come out on top of all those matches, but I mean, you know, he was definitely no slouch. I mean, there was never any of those instances where, um, you know, I was looking past it because I knew he was a, a great competitor. Um, yeah, I think I was at four of the five state titles that you won. I, I was there for, um, I think I started going to the state tournament in 2002 when I was, you know, in elementary school, my dad coached for governor. So I would always run around, um, you know, checking things out but so I remember being in Elmira because Governor traveled there for the Jeffries tournament and yes. I think it was your sophomore year you bumped up to wrestle Mike C's yes um so talking with my co-host uh he's from a Corning area the legend has it in section four that you were kind of sick going into that tournament the week of Oh man, I don't, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember being sick, to be honest. <laughs> oh, maybe it was uh, just a rumor. You know, maybe that's just people uh, being nice to me considering I got my butt whooped. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was one of those things where, I mean, I was feeling myself. I thought I was a little bit untouchable and, you know, wanted to go up and, um, you know, it wasn't even a situation where I was going up to wrestle him specifically. I just wanted, uh, you know, some, some tougher competition. And, you know, I was definitely way undersized for the weight class and he was big and he was a hammer, you know, he was an absolute hammer. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely bit off more than I could chew. I mean, he whooped my butt. So um, it was a good uh, learning experience for me. And, you know, just that, that reality check that, hey, I need to continue to get better. And, um, you know, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny because I think that was a big turning point in my career. 
Um, fortunately, I was able to avenge that loss. Um, I wrestled him my, uh, my true freshman year uh, at the national tournament in the quarterfinals, which obviously is a huge round. You win, you, you, you're an All-American, you, you lose, you go into the backside. And I was able to avenge that loss, but uh, he, was a, he was a tough competitor. Yeah, I was, um, again, I was there for that, as I mentioned. And, uh, you know, that was a premier tournament in New York State, kind of before the Eastern States uh, became what it is today. And uh, seeing all those out-of-state competition, like Shikolami and Milton and Upper Perk, Fort LaBeouf, uh, they really added a good dimension to the high school scene in New York. You mentioned your decision on bumping up, kind of you thought you were, I guess, maybe untouchable, but just more of seeking out competition, um, what went into that decision of to bump up? It, it was just, you know, looking for, for more competition, you know, I mean, you know, again, I mean, there's so many times you can only go out there and, you know, just pin somebody or text somebody quick. I mean, you know, I, I just, I wanted to continue to get better, you know, and just see what I was capable of, um, you know, and I probably uh, took it a little light in that scenario, but um, you know, I just wanted to continue to push myself. And I did that multiple times throughout my career. Um, you know, I, Oh, if it was maybe my freshman year, um, it was maybe my freshman or could have been my sophomore year as well. I, you know, I bumped up a weight class or two to wrestle uh, Dickie White, who was a crosstown rival, um, who, uh, you know, unfortunately never, never even made it to the state tournament, but he was a hammer, you know, he, he was an absolute hammer. And um, I went up a couple of weight classes in the dual meet to wrestle him and, you know, he got the best of me too. So um, he was, it, it's kind of, go ahead. No, he was the Shenango Valley guy, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. You know, and he, again, I think probably three years in a row, um, I, I could be wrong on how many times, but I mean, it seemed like it was three or four times in a row. He was the second best guy in the section. Um, and, uh, you know, whoever had beaten him in the sectional tournament was usually winning the state tournament, you know, so he was probably the second best guy in the state. And, you know, unfortunately at that time, just how the state tournament was run, um, he didn't get that opportunity, but he was definitely a hammer. And, you know, he was one of those guys that beat me when I bumped up out at certain times. And, um, you know, again, I think just all those opportunities just helped me grow as a wrestler. Awesome. As a uh, winning state titles, you know, year after year, back to back, did you have any pressure at all? Or, or if, if so, did you, how did you deal with that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really think there was pressure. Um, I mean, I, I certainly knew that, you know, I was on track to be that first five timer. I mean, which is, is nice and all, but it, it wasn't the end goal for me. So I don't know that there was necessarily a lot of pressure. It was more, um, you know, just me pushing myself to get better, you know? Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't even know. I mean, I was getting recruited pretty heavily in high school to go attend Blair Academy, which is a place that I used to train at a lot, even during high school and everything. And, you know, it was, I think it was after my sophomore year, I was actually pretty dang close to going there. Um, you know, so again, I mean, for, for the state championships, they weren't really, that important to me it was more just you know how how much could I push myself and how much better could I get within the sport yeah I like that so as you mentioned you um five state titles uh the college coaches must have been knocking on your door just to uh you know recruit you and you chose to stay home and attend Cornell University what led to that decision it was um it was just you know, it took me a while to realize it. I, I, I didn't really know what I wanted. I mean, like you said, I was very fortunate. I pretty much could have went anywhere in the country I wanted to. Um, you know, I was looking at Big Ten schools. I was looking at Ivy Leagues. I, I had no idea what I really wanted. And, um, you know, ultimately, I, I think it was, um, you know, I was obviously following the college season and whatnot. And, um, 
I believe I was looking at Minnesota um, pretty heavily um, during the recruiting process and um, they were kind of the front runner. They, they're the returning national champions. Um, and uh, I think it was at the Southern scuffle um, Cornell actually outplaced them. Um, and, you know, that was during my senior year when I was going through that recruiting process. And that was kind of the first aha moment, like, Hey, I can win here, you know? And, you know, I think it was one of those situations. And I think you see this with a lot of kids, you know, it's almost too good to be true, right? It's too close to home. It, you know, it's, it can't be the right answer, but when it came down to it, um, Cornell had everything I needed, you know, it was close to home, had great academics. The wrestling was fantastic. Um, it was kind of, why would I not go here? And uh, again, it probably took me a little longer than it should to actually realize that, but uh, it was the best decision I could have made for my life. And, uh, you know, obviously I went on to have a pretty successful career there. So right out of the gate as a true freshman, you finished second at the NCAA tournaments, losing to Indiana's Joe Dubuque, eight to three. I was fortunate enough to actually been in Oklahoma City. I think I was maybe a middle schooler at the time. Um, you, you, brought, you brought it up already that you're getting the rematch against C's, but um, I think I've got it on a disposable camera, some that I printed out uh, a picture of you, you know, pinning C's that was now wrestling for Bloomsburg. He had upset Kyle Lott in the round of 16 to make it to the quarters. So how was, uh, well, you kind of talked about it already, but how was avenging that one of the very few losses that you've taken in your career? And uh, that one also solidified All-American status. How did that feel? Yeah, I mean, it felt great. I mean, it was, you know, getting on that podium for the first time. I mean, again, I, I expected to be there, but, you know, it's kind of getting that monkey off your back a little bit. You know, it felt good. And uh, to do it against a guy that, you know, I had history with, it it made it even more special. And, um, you know, I mean, honestly, going into that tournament, I, I think I was the five seed um, and Ott was the four seed. Um, you know, I was almost thanking Mike C's for, uh, for beating Ott because, you know, I mean, that was a guy that was a fifth year senior had, you know, been in the national finals, uh, very talented that, um, you know, I looked up to, you know, I, I kind of admired growing up and whatnot. And, uh, you know, again, that's part of the sports, part of the process, you know, just being able to kind of take over for your idols a little bit. But um, that was a match going into that tournament that, you know, projecting it out and seeing where it was, it, it made me nervous. So I, I was thanking C's for being able to beat him and, you know, giving me a different opportunity there. But uh, it was uh, it was definitely a good feeling to become that, you know, All-American and get that done over somebody that, you know, I had some history with. So in your semifinals, you wrestled Nick Simmons, uh, Michigan State's Nick Simmons. You beat him two to one. But like stylistically looking at, you know, both of you guys, he's pretty tall and lengthy. Uh, how did that match go? Like what, what challenges did he present? How were you able, able to overcome them? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was on a tear that year, you know, obviously he was the number one seed in the tournament. Um, he had dominated pretty much everybody. And, um, I, you know, me and my coaches had a really good game plan going into the match. Um, or at least I felt we had a good game plan. Um, you know, he, uh, I, I, I assumed I was, that I was probably gonna have to take him down because I knew how great he was on the mat. And, uh, so I really felt like I needed to take him down. Um, you know, first period, I wasn't able to get a score. It was zero, zero. Second period was my choice. Um, I went neutral um, and, uh, you know, wasn't able to score. And um, third period, you know, he picked top. And, uh, you know, it, it was one of those moments where, again, and probably probably the right call on his part, you know, typically freshmen struggle on the mat. Um, right. You know, I was, I don't, I wouldn't want to say I was great on the mat, you know, especially from the bottom position, but I was, I was pretty decent. And, um, I, I was actually able to reverse him, 
um, to uh, to win that match. And and I think that was the first time, you know, he had been reversed in three years or something. Somebody said so. Um, you know, it was definitely a nice little you know win in my cap uh, there, and you know, just I think legitimize that you know, hey, I I belong there. Yeah, so debut kind of was a different guy. Like you said, you were a, a true freshman. He was, I, I think he was a senior at the time, right? Yep, he was fifth-year senior. So, yep. I mean, he, he kind of presented those challenges. But uh, how did having a guy like Travis Lee, you know, two-time national champion in the room help you grow in college? You know, right away, you, you take second in the country. You know, you have a, an assistant coach in Travis Lee that had won national titles in 2003 and 2005, the lightweights. Yeah. I mean, I trained with Travis a lot, you know, and I mean, you know, to this day, I mean, he's pro he is the only guy that I've trained with on a consistent basis um, that I've never beaten head to head in a match. Um, just, you know, I mean, I, we could be wrestling a practice for a match and, you know, I might put him on his back in the first period and he'd find a way to come back and beat me, you know? So um, for him, he, he was just relentless in, in how he pursued his training and um, you know, he, he was a hammer. So um, I knew going in that, you know, if I can compete with guys like that, um, then I've got a shot, you know, because obviously they're, they're still at that level. Tra Travis was still training um, on the Olympic scene at that time. So um, I knew that if I could compete with a guy like that, then I was ready for anybody. And, uh, you know, again, I think I did a pretty good job of proving that um, as a true freshman. Um, you know, like you mentioned that, you know, I lost to Dubuque in that national final match. I, I actually felt like I wrestled really well that match. Um, he was just bigger, better, stronger than me. You know, he, he was just, I, I truly believe he was just better than me, you know, and uh, you know, I, those are the matches that, you know, well, they hurt. Um, you can live with them just because um, you know, you just got to continue to improve and get better from them. So your sophomore season, you finished third, you lost to Paul Donahoe in the semis. And then in 2008, you got a medical red shirt slash hardship. Was that injury something that you were kind of dealing with in your sophomore year? No, it was, it was actually two separate injuries. You know, my sophomore year of college, um, I dealt with a, I had a back injury, um, which was similar to what I had in high school. And, uh, it really, uh, it didn't in inhibit me a ton, but, um, it, it definitely reduced the amount of training that I was able to do. And I, I, I know going into that national tournament, my conditioning wasn't where it needed to be to win a national title that year. And, you know, again, everybody's tough at that level. Um, I got into that semifinal against Donahoe, who's, you know, obviously a great wrestler, won the national championship that year. Um, and, you know, I, I just wasn't in shape to, to beat a guy like that. And, you know, I lost on a controversial call, which it is what it is. I didn't do enough to, to dominate and, you know, get that win. But um, going into that junior year, um, it, was, uh, it was actually that summer. Um, I was wrestling in the uh, world team trials um, up at 60 kilo and, uh, I remember my last match, I, you know, I did something to my shoulder, my shoulder basically subluxed. I had never had a real serious injury in my entire life. And, um, that was the last match of the tournament. So didn't really think much of it. Didn't even get it looked at. Didn't, you know, it was just like my shoulder sore. It is what it is. Um, and then I got back into training that fall and, uh, I did it again. And, you know, that's when obviously we got things checked out and, you know, I realized I had a pretty serious shoulder injury and, uh, you know, I, I tried to do the best I could the rest of my career to to get it healthy and feeling 100 percent. But, uh, you know, it turned into, you know, being a, a nagging injury that, you know, cost me the rest of my career a little bit. Yeah, I remember you dealing with that injury and it, it brings us to, to 2009, your junior year after you take that medical uh, hardship year. 
you go into the St. Louis with an undefeated record. You reach the semis uh, for the third time in your career, this time beating Indiana's Escobedo 2-1 uh, to one to reach the finals, which set the matchup for uh, a rematch against Donahoe. This time Donahoe was wrestling for Edinburgh. The, the match really sticks out because I think, as you mentioned, I don't know the medical term for it, but, uh, you, you know, you, you had shoulder issues several times in the match. You kind of um, – I don't know if your shoulder popped out or what happened. What was it like wrestling through that pain? Yeah, I mean, it was something that fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I had kind of gotten used to. Um, and I, I just accepted the fact that, hey, if I'm going to wrestle, um, my shoulder is probably going to sublux. And I mean, the difference between a sublux and a dislocation, a sublux is where it goes out and goes back in. Um, a dislocation is where it stays out. So uh, my shoulder was so loose at that point that it would just pop in and out. Um, and uh the trouble with that is, you know, I mean, obviously it would hurt, but my hand would, my whole arm would almost go numb, um, you know, for probably about five minutes after it would sublux. And um, I think it happened twice during that finals match. Um, you know, that finals match was, it was awful. <laughs> I think he would probably agree. I've never talked to him about it, but he'd probably agree. I mean, you know, we, we, neither of us did enough to really win that match, you know, and it really left it down to chance. And, you know, fortunately I was able to come out that time, but um you know, there were situations where, you know, I had the opportunity to win. And um, I, I remember one situation where my shoulder did come out and, um, you know, it prevented me from scoring. But um, it, it's just some of those things. I mean, the national tournament is so tough. Um, you know, there every, in any given year, there's eight guys that could probably realistically win the tournament. And it's it's just who has the three best days and, you know, who gets a little lucky. And, uh, you know, I probably got a little lucky that year. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, you were on bottom and you were doing a lot of the forward rolls, standing grambies and whatnot, trying to get away. And your, your shoulder did come out the one time and or sublux. And, uh, but he had the body lock, I think, with three seconds left in the first ride out. And then you ride him out uh, in the second ride out to win two to one. What went through you knowing that you were national champion at that moment? Um, I mean, it felt great, obviously, you know, just accomplishing that lifelong goal, that lifelong dream that I had had since, you know, I really started the sport. Um, you know, it was definitely that monkey off the back a little bit, um, you know, knowing that I could do it because again, going through that recruiting process after I did finally commit to Cornell, you know, multiple coaches were telling me you'll never reach your goals there, you know, won't happen. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a nice little, you know, sticking it to them a little bit, like, you know, mission accomplished. <laughs> so um, it, it was a great feeling, um, you know, and uh, to have, you know, my dad there who was, was really sick at the time and um, was able to make the trip, um, you know, and see kind of me accomplish that, that ultimate prize. Um, it, it was just so refreshing and just so well worth it. Uh, so your senior year, you, you started the season, I guess you split time with Frank Pirelli. I know he was in the lineup a lot at the beginning of the year. Um, and then you came back Second half, you, you're obviously in the shoulder brace. You enter the NCAA tournament as a second seed, getting upset by Boston's Frank Santate, two to one. Talking about the true competitor in you, obviously you were pretty banged up and not 100% at all. Not only did you win three matches to come back and be an All-American, you won five straight, making it back to the Concy Finals, where you wrestled uh, an all-too-familiar foe, Angel Escobedo, uh, this time losing two to zero. How deep did you have to dig uh, losing that uh, round of 16 match, I believe it was, to Boston's Fred Santate. How deep did you have to um, dig to come back and know that NCAA title wasn't in the picture? 
Yeah, it was really hard. You know, it was really hard. I mean, my senior year was definitely my most, you know, year I was most injured. Um, I was probably getting on the mat once a week um, during that time. Um, you know, my college coach, Rob Cole, will probably tell you I was probably in his office once a week, you know, quitting before I, you know, came back down to reality and, you know, just kind of, again, had enough left to give it one more shot. And, uh, you know, I, I, I lost that match early on, um, you know, the credit to Santate, right. He, he did a great job of keeping it close and, you know, he stung me right at as basically time expired, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he just did a great job of that and it, it hurt, you know, and as injured as I was, I mean, I remember even during that match, I was in on a takedown, um, you know, trying to come out back door and, and finish, which probably would have sealed the match. And, um, you know, my shoulder had dislocated at that point, um, you know, and I, I was, I couldn't raise my arm at all. So I, I wasn't unable to finish the takedown. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It is what it is. So, um, you know, coming back through, I, you know, Rob, he kind of even gave me the option, you know, and he's probably playing a little bit of psychological warfare on me, to be honest, but, you know, he gave me the option, you know, Hey, you don't have to do this. You know, I mean, he obviously knew what I had been through, but, um, you know, he gave me the option. You don't have to do this, you know, and I'd be lying if I said, I didn't think what, you know, think about it, you know, just dropping out. But, uh, you know, I remember cause I was back at the hotel, I was cutting weight and, um, our team had a great round that round, you know, even though I had lost, our team did really, really well. And, um, I, it was putting us in a really great spot to try to win a national title. And, um, you know, really what it came down to was like, Hey, this is not about me anymore. Um, you know, let's go out and help the team, you know? And again, I mean, I'm not going to accomplish my goal. I don't care if I, you know, lose my next match or I took third, it's not going to make me feel any better because I wanted to be a national champ and it was national champ or bust. So, um, you know, I was able to dig through those next couple matches. Um, I was able to score a lot of bonus points on the way back, which, which really helped the team. Um, and just, just dig through, you know, and, uh, I, like you said, I got to that third place match. Um, again, my shoulder came out again. Um, I remember right after, you know, he hit me with a nice hard double leg, which again, my arm was still numb at that point and I just couldn't stop him. Um, and he was able to win that last match, but, uh, you know, it's probably one of the tournaments that I'm most proud of just because, um, you know, how much of an impact I was able to have on the team. I mean, I think I scored, you know, close to 20 points coming through the backside there for the team. And, um, you know, again, it, it led us to a second place finish, um, which was our highest ever at that point. Um, it, it was just really enjoyable to, to be able to be part of a, such a special team that was able to, you know, really take that next step for Cornell University. Yeah, you really just uh, brought me into my next uh, question. Like we, we talked about Cornell taking second that year, and that was a huge reason why they took second because you came back and won five straight. So I've been to Cornell, or quite a few Cornell duels, and I've seen the growth in fans and in the environment that the fans, you know, have created, and whether it's Friedman Center or uh, Newman Arena. I remember going to Ithaca your senior year as Cornell hosted Iowa State, and you pinned Andrew Long, and Newman Arena at Bar Bartels Hall just went nuts. Uh, those years at Cornell really turned Cornell wrestling into a household name. I mean, you guys, Travis Lee and Minotti and all them, uh, before you guys really, you know, obviously set the stage, but guys like Simez, you, Dake, Lunas, Gray, Bozak, Nevinger, I mean, you sprinkle in those, you know, the New York guys that really kind of drew the New York fans to Cornell. You guys uh, really made what Cornell is what it is today. 
Yeah. So, I mean, my, my recruiting class at Cornell, we were, we were the number one ranked recruiting class in the country, you know, and, and we took a lot of pride. And I mean, obviously there was great guys that came before us, but we really wanted to take it to that next level, you know, and I, I think we took a lot of pride in that. And, you know, I, I still take a lot of pride in that. And I think my teammates do as well, you know, about because there, there is something special to being able to build something from the ground up. And, you know, that's obviously what Rob's been able to do at Cornell. And, you know, it's, it's even exciting to see kind of where they're at today, you know, because they are on a, even another level, I believe. So um, we take a lot of pride in that. And I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons that led me to a program like the University of Northern Colorado, because, you know, I enjoyed building a program as an athlete so much um, that I really wanted to do it as a coach as well. And uh, that was the opportunity that was given to me here. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we're well on our way. So uh, I got to talk about your, your peers from high school and uh, the success they had right alongside you in the college career. Guys like Johnson City's Josh Glenn, um, Oxford's J.P. O'Connor, Kyle Dake of Lansing, and even guys from Section 5 like Gregor Gillespie. How cool was it to be, you know, putting New York and especially the 607 on the map um, as far as NCAAs go? Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, all those guys you mentioned, I mean, I, I, I grew up with basically. Um, Kyle was obviously a little bit younger, but I mean, you know, again, when I was in high school training hard, you know, he was the little rug rat that's running around right beside you, you know, just on the mat. And, you know, I mean, you could tell how much he loved the sport even at that point. Um, but, uh, you know, Josh Glenn, we, I mean, Josh and I have been friends since we were seven, eight years old, you know, I mean, we, we grew up in that same PE club together. Um, JP O'Connor, I mean, you know, once we got it, you know, prior to our later elementary years, I mean, you know, myself, JP O'Connor and Eric Decker, we trained together multiple times a week, every day, you know, so we, we grew up training together as well. Um, you know, Gillespie again, I mean, we wrestled as freshmen and, you know, I mean, we're, we're always right beside each other our entire career. So um, I think we all take a lot of pride in it, you know, and it, it's just nice to see uh, how many guys were able to come out of that area and just, and just have a ton of success. That's awesome. Um, so after you're competing at Cornell, you coached at the Finger Lakes Wrestling Club, helping out there and helping out the guys in their gray shirt. What was it like? I mean, you knew you kind of wanted to be a head coach starting around that time or be a college coach. What did you learn from Rob? I mean, he seems to be more than just a coach, but he has a lot of roles that help make Cornell be a successful program. Yeah. So actually at that time, I wasn't I wasn't dead set on coaching. Um, you know, again, college had been a grind. Um, I, I had just had another shoulder surgery um, at that point. And, uh, you know, I, I, I graduated with a pre-med degree from Cornell. So that, that was actually the plan. I was going to follow that route. And I was taking that kind of gap year to, uh, to study for my exams. And, you know, during that time while I was studying, I was also coaching, you know, and I, I didn't want to just study. I wanted to stay involved. So um, I, I ended up working with the Finger Lakes Wrestling Club and um, you know, it really, you know, I, I felt like I had a really good idea of how Cornell wrestling operated, but just really being in the trenches with those guys, um, you know, really gave me more of an inside look into what it took. And then, you know, ultimately throughout that year, I realized that, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm really passionate about. And, um, you know, well, I loved my time at Cornell and I knew that, you know, I could be very comfortable staying there forever. Um, I, I really felt that in order to get the most out of myself, um, I had to see something else because I, at that point, I really felt like I knew how Cornell wrestling operated and I wanted to see how it was done other places. So, um, you know, again, I, I was looking at different opportunities. I ended up at Iowa state, 
um, you know, which was another great opportunity for me. It was, uh, I mean, the, the complete opposite from like how a Cornell operates. So it was great in that area. And um, again, both of those experiences have kind of helped frame how, you know, I coach today. So I, I won't talk about much at Iowa State, but I've got to ask as an Iowa fan, did you ever coach at Carver Hawkeye? And what was that like? If you did, I did. it was brutal. We got our butts kicked. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, it's one of the places, I mean, I, I never had the opportunity to compete there. Um, but I did coach there, um, twice, I believe. And, um, it's, uh, it's a fantastic arena, you know, I mean, their fans are, are loud, they're rowdy, they get into it. Um, you know, you can really sense that home crowd out atmosphere and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. And, you know, it's, it's been fun to see more programs really continue to grow their attendance numbers and really develop that, that kind of home crowd, uh, advantage. Cause, uh, it, it is real. And, um, Again, I was just kind of the one that, for the most part, started it and has been able to sustain it. Yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list to head out there and check a duel. So we'll talk about, in 2014, you, after two years at Iowa State, you applied for the head coaching position at University of Northern Colorado. What kind of led you to that decision of heading to Colorado to start something? Yeah, well, I, I didn't apply here. Um, you oh. know, I just, uh, so, I mean, I knew I was ready to be a head coach or I thought I was ready and I wanted to be a head coach at that point. So, I mean, there was definitely some opportunities that I was looking at. Um, I saw this job open, didn't really think twice of it. Um, but, uh, you know, I was developing a really good relationship with Mike Moyer at the coach association. And, you know, he kind of called me and, you know, was like, do you want this job at Northern Colorado? And, you know, my first response was no, you know, I, I just assumed, right. Just being young and naive that, you know, I, I barely even knew it was a Division One program. I mean, they were kind of in the gutter a little bit, hadn't had a ton of success. Um, I just didn't think it was the type of place that I wanted to be at. And, uh, you know, he kind of slowed me down real fast. He said, just hear me out. It's not that bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I listened to him. And again, he was able to tell me about a lot of things that we had here as far as our endowments and our support that um, really led me to believe that, hey, yeah, we can be successful here. And I knew there was a lot of talent in the state of Colorado just because I had trained for uh, about a year out at the Olympic Training Center. And during that time, I was able to work with a lot of the youth kids um, here in the state. So I knew the talent was coming up through Colorado and we could really, um, really build off from just having, you know, just keeping our home kid, hometown kids in state. So um, again, that was kind of the plan. I, you know, I ended up taking the job out here and it's been a, you know, a slow and steady growth over the past uh, seven years here. But, um, you know, this year we just climbed into the coaches rankings for the first time ever. Uh, well, first time in 51 years since the school used to be Colorado State College. So um, it's, it's basically the first time ever. And, uh, you know, again, it, we're, we're just really enjoying the building process and we've got a young, hungry team and, you know, these kids are just doing the right things to be able to be successful. Yeah, so you had, you've had, I think, 20 uh, NCAA qualifiers in the seven years you've been there. Oh, six, I guess, really, because you haven't had any yet this year. You had five qualified for the NCAA tournament last year before COVID shut things down. How did the, uh, how did you and the team take that news? It was hard. You know, it was, it was, it was real hard on the guys, obviously. I mean, anytime, you know, you get an opportunity taken away from you that you don't have control over, um, that's hard. You know, I don't know how I would have taken it as an athlete. I probably would have taken it really hard. Um, but I, I think these guys did a great job of, you know, maneuvering through it and just kind of, it is what it is attitude and just working to, 
you know, get better this, this year. Um, we were very fortunate that all of those qualifiers were returning. So nobody really lost out on that last opportunity. Um, but, uh, they, you know, they were excited and they were ready to go last year. I mean, you know, just the way our season went last season, um, we had some nicks and dings with those guys and we, we kind of sat a lot of them for a good portion of the season and uh, just trying to get ready for the national tournament. And we had a pretty good big, big 12 tournament. And, you know, I really believe we were ready to show out at NCAAs. And unfortunately, we didn't get that opportunity. So um, I think it's what's driven these guys to be a little bit more hungry this year and just not taking those opportunities for granted. So a few of the guys that you mentioned, you know, Andrew Aliras, a.k.a. Boo, and uh, Moshe Swartz, and I didn't believe Jacob Seeley. Uh, those, all those guys are Colorado natives, right? Yes. Yep. They're all, all Colorado natives. Um, you know, our three uh, All-Americans from last season, um, Andrew Aliras, Moses Schwartz, and Dalton Robertson, they're all local kids. Um, they all grew up within an hour of here. Um, you know, and I think that that's really important, you know, because I think when you can keep your best kids home, um, you know, you can really build a solid foundation around this thing. And uh, that's what we put a real strong emphasis in. Um, you know, obviously we're not getting everyone, but uh, we're getting a good portion of them. And uh, again, that's what it takes to be successful here. Yeah, um, that was one of my listener questions. They wanted me to ask you how, you know, how you kind of put up borders around Colorado to keep those studs in. And you, you kind of just explained that. And that definitely means a lot to a program and gives, you know, the Colorado kids that are in high school something to look, you know, look at instead of heading out, out of state. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, I mean, wrestling is one of those unique sports where it is kind of an individual sport, right? And, you know, you can kind of do it on your own. And, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that. And then, again, just from my upbringing with going, you know, going to school close to home, building the Cornell program, you know, up from from where it was, um, you know, that's a story that I can sell pretty well because I lived it. <laughs> and uh, so, again, I mean, that those are the conversations we have with these uh, these prospects. And um, again, they they've just bought in um, head over heels and, you know, they're excited to, to do it for Colorado. So uh, being from the northeast and showing the country the trajectory, the University of Northern Colorado is going. What's your recruitment like? I guess it's kind of hard in this era, but uh, for like the East Coast guys or the Northeast guys, kind of where you came from? Yeah, we, you know, we don't have a ton of kids from the East Coast, you know, just geographically, uh, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's um, a lot of programs in the Northeast, right? So, right. It, you know, it makes it a little tougher to get back to, you know, New York, New Jersey, New Pen uh, Pennsylvania, um, you know, which obviously I've got really strong ties and I'd, I'd love to recruit those areas more, but um, it just hasn't made a ton of sense. But for the right kids, we're definitely trying to, uh, to bring them here, you know, and as our programs continue to grow, um, you know, as we've gotten to the point where we're now fully funded um, from a scholarship standpoint, we have been branching out and, you know, heading further east. And uh, that's something that we'll continue to do. And um, again, we're just looking for, for the right guys at this point. You know, we've got a really solid foundation and we want to continue to build on that. Awesome. So uh, talking about your recent uh, match, you guys wrestled, you traveled to West Virginia as you took on the Mountaineers. Uh, you lost that match, but I mean, you kind of had some guys that are out of lineup and you I think you had your 125 pounder up at 133. What's it been like managing managing a team during the COVID? Uh, some of them are obviously quarantined or following the protocol. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, you know, and it's uh, it's frustrating, you know, to to kind of go into a duel like that with uh, you know you know a very limited lineup and uh, 
you know, again, it's, it's good in a lot of ways because it's giving some of those younger guys, those guys that always don't get that opportunity, a chance to go compete. Um, you know, and some of them last week and competed well, others, you know, struggled a little bit, but you know, that's part of the process, you know, and again, I mean, we're, we're not trying to be perfect here. We're just trying to be better each and every day. And um, if we can continue to improve, you know, we will have our best lineup at the big 12 championships. Um, and uh, that's really at the end of the day, what matters most, um, you know, and, and we're just going to continue to move ahead. So uh, you guys have a duel against Fresno state and air force tomorrow, correct? Yes. Uh, so are we, can we expect to see a vest on Troy Nickerson tomorrow? Well, I'll certainly try to do the best to be at my best. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're, we've got a few more guys that will be uh, coming back to our lineup. Um, not, we won't be at hundred percent strength, um, you know, from what our, we'll be bringing in the big 12 championship, but, um, we'll be a little bit better. So, um, again, I think these guys are, uh, they're hungry right now. They're certainly disappointed from last weekend. So, um, you know, I, I, they've had a great week of training. I I'm expecting some big things out of these guys, you know, with COVID, especially it's limited all of our competitions. And, um, this is the only opportunity we're going to get to compete in front of, uh, you know, in, in our home gym in front of, you know, limited, but, um, our home crowd. So, uh, we're, we're excited to, to do it at home here and hopefully we can come away with a couple wins. I, uh, I didn't mean best. I, I meant vest. Your, your oh, best game. Best, you, got a, best. you got a strong best game. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know our our, our uh, social media manager and our brand manager. She always busts me like crazy about uh, you know because I always wear the best game. But uh, again, <laughs> I try to just keep it simple. Um, you know, and try not to put too much thought into that. I'm more worried about the matches, so we'll just keep it simple and keep wearing the th- same thing. <laughs> I love that. So uh, you got a month away from Big Twelves. I wish you the best of luck in the next month and the next two months going into NCAA's. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate you guys having me on here. You know, we look forward to continuing to, uh, to grow New York wrestling. Um, hopefully we can get some, some New Yorkers out here to Colorado and, um, you know, just really looking forward to following the rest of the season here and happy that New York got a high school state championship or, or somewhat of a season, I guess I should say, right. You know, I know it's still up in the air, but, um, yeah, just looking forward to continue to follow. Awesome. I appreciate it, coach. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, man. That episode is a lot of fun. Troy, somebody I grew up watching and idolized as a youth wrestler when he was you know, winning his five New York State titles in high school. I remember being there for his fifth one and seeing the standing ovation that he received from the crowd was just, it was truly something special. So for him to come out here and uh, give us 45 minutes of his time to talk about his high school career, his college career, and what he's doing out there in University of Northern Colorado, uh, it really means a lot. You should uh, head over to Facebook Twitter and Instagram and give UNC University of Northern Colorado wrestling a follow. You know, they're always putting out content and uh, it's fun to keep up with what's going on. If you've liked this episode, give it a five-star rate and review on Apple podcast. Don't forget to share it on social media. Uh, Getting our name out there means a lot as well. Uh, You can follow my co-host Zach Rolf on Twitter at wrestling 607. It's wrestling with an R. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at More Wrestling. We'll be back later. Peace.